Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast, it's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic, you can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com, or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Delivers pizza. Senior pizza. Senior pizza. It's about time. At least that's what his boss thinks. Hey, Bolton, you are really quite the popular guy, aren't you? His parents don't know what to think. He never brings girls home to me. Nobody's going to find out. Yeah, he never even talks about girls anymore. She just insisted in a Kyoko. Kyoko mm. was like... <sighs> but his customers know what they've ordered. I have a fantasy. Beautiful women actually paid you 200 bucks a piece to sleep with them? Take your clothes off. Oh, you look wonderful. I kind of expected a sort of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You don't like that at all. Patrick Dempsey, Kate Jackson, Carrie Fisher, Barbara Carrera, Kirstie Alley, Loverboy. His customers always come first. You're worth every penny. Loverboy, now available on video cassette. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Our son's a fag. <laughs> no, no. Fruit. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, well, no. I, I know I said that. That's what he wanted to say. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Well, all right. Give me that. All right. Let's, let's uh, in, in uh, all honesty here. Well, well, welcome, everybody, to our special Pope edition of Movie Sucktastic. The Pope's in town. That's right. That's why we're... we're uh, reviewing this uh, Italian love fest called Loverboy. You, you know how I know the Pope's in town? How do you know the Pope's in town? Because it takes me fucking forever to get anywhere. That's why. And you're not even in Philly. No. No? No. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. 
Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, fucking balls. What? What's wrong? No, nah, I'm just getting the movie ready. Cause, Come on! Because I couldn't get, get it. it. I, I couldn't get it in a a copy that Windows Media Welcome Player everybody. likes. Welcome, everybody. I'll, I'll stall while Joey tries to get things to work properly. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. This is episode something or other. My name is Scott. Joey is the person that can't get the movie going. And this episode, we're reviewing the 1989 romantic comedy Loverboy, starring Patrick Dempsey. I and love all you. Need you. To know, all you need to know, it's Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Uh, what do they call him on Grey's Anatomy? Hot. Captain, uh, no, Captain, uh, no, McDreamy. McDreamy? Dr. McDreamy, yes. <sighs> I he's, don't care. He's been satisfying women since high school, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Track he did a movie with uh, Jennifer O'Connell where he uh, did Full Frontal. You, you saw mm. every, everything, which, the whole package which, down there. Which one would that be? I don't remember. You remember what it was about? No, nah, no. It's a very long time ago that I saw this movie. So you just bring up him and, and her doing the full frontal, and that's it. He, he was more naked than her, but yes. All right. I th so, wait, love a boy. What? It could be this movie called Some Girls. Yep, Some Some, Girls? it's I called Some Girls. I should just grab that movie because I want to see it. For real? We'll get, to, we'll get to that stuff later. We'll get to that stuff later. Well, you get to anyway. see his whole package in that one. Anyway, uh, that's exactly why I'm da uh, grabbing a copy. I know you are. Uh, you dirty yeah, bastard. That's the reason I'm getting that film. All right, uh, Loverboy. Uh, again, Patrick Dempsey. Also, another, uh, Kate Jackson. Uh, who, who else is? Um, Tristy Alley is in here. Robert uh, Ginty. Vic, Robert Ginty. Uh, 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 Vic Tabak, a.k.a. Mel, from uh, Alice. Uh, or, as I like to call him, Robert Loja Light. <laughs> Kinda. I, I, I'm sorry. I just... I could not stop thinking of Robert Loja. Anytime this guy talked. Ah, this is gonna be the last pizza boy that ever comes here. Tony, don't kill me, Tony! <laughs> That's all I'm thinking when I hear this guy's voice. And the jumpsuit reminds me of Ben Gazzara. That's right. So it's even. So, uh, and I was thinking about all the challenges that I could challenge you to. Oh, and I, there's... There, there's a lot of people in here. Like, if I was going to do a direct actor uh, connection, mm -hmm. we've reviewed a lot of these fucking movies. <laughs> that, no, for real. Like, the Asian sure. woman was in The Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh... Then you got Robert Ginty. We did the uh, Exterminator movies. Right. Um, Barbara Carrera. She did something that we reviewed. I just don't remember what it is. Oh, Barbara Carrera. Uh, that was... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Mm. The hell did we review? Well, but my point is... Yeah. We've kind of... Ex I, and I have a challenge for you. But yes. uh, we've kind of exhausted uh, direct actor challenges. At least I felt that way <laughs> sure i don't uh, think we did anything with her in it i'm not recognizing anything oh really hmm. now the the other girl the um now well well, well let's get a little bit into the story first well, you know it's funny let's, let's vic, just... vic tayback he died yeah. only i don't know three years, years after ago. this movie was made uh-huh he died in 1990 and you know what he died of a heart attack and I can't picture him dying any other way. <laughs> he just seems like he's so high strung. I'm gonna fucking kill ya. It just yeah, he died of a heart attack. I just I looked it up now and I'm like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> that's that's so nice. That's so nice, Joey. Sorry. But it's the truth. Poor Vic. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um Lover Boy. You want to give the basic rundown of what the what this uh, this McDreamy film is about? Well, yeah, uh, Patrick Dempsey's character. He is a slacker. You see that from the very beginning of the film. He's got a girlfriend that he's 
not ashamed of, but he just doesn't want to introduce to his parents. And afraid of his father. He's afraid, afraid of, his, of father. His, his father. He gets bad grades, and he comes home for the summer because school is over, and he basically gets a job as a pizza boy. And he meets this one woman, where he has. Well, hang this, on. Like, what? Hang on. You got to throw in the catalyst. His father is refusing to send him back to college because of his poor grades, and so he's stuck now at this job with no way to raise enough money to go back to school to try to win back his girlfriend. That's Please right. Please proceed. Okay. So with that said, he meets up. Uh, well, actually, what happens is he sees a woman walking in the street because he's delivering a pizza, and what? Go, go. No, I'm oh, no, no. You made a face. I, I, no, I don't know. If, don't worry about me. Worry about the people listening to you, sir. Continue. Okay. I, I worry about everybody. Uh, so he, they, <laughs> the funny part about that scene is they make eyes, okay, and he follows her into a clothing store and hits on her. But when he was right. in the pizza truck, he has this giant fake mustache. So when she go when he goes into the store to talk to her to ask her out, and he's like, she doesn't know who he is, and uh, she says, "Who are you?" And he's like, "Wow, well, we in the street. You were making, you know, flirting with me. I came in. I wanted to ask you out." And he pulls out the fake mustache. She's like, "Oh, you're just a boy. I don't date boys." Now, what's funny about that scene is that she thought that the person she saw with the giant Sam Elliott mustache. Was like she was like into that. She might be in the Sam Elliott. I, Who knows? I, I I don't I don't know. But anyway, so what ends up happening is the woman that owns a store kind of wants to you know be with him, and she bangs does. Him. Bangs she, him. she bangs the living shit out of him. That's right. <laughs> uh, and what that ends up spurring into is her going back, you know, home where wherever that is. But telling some of her friends about him, and then he starts to catch on as this gigolo that will have sex with you, what you know, entertain you, make you feel great. Yeah, the 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 uh, the the, uh, the kind of trigger is that she he runs off, but she knew he was a pizza delivery boy, so she ordered a pizza with extra anchovies to her uh, hotel room, and that's when they first get together, and that was how she would contact him so after she leaves all of a sudden they start getting more orders for extra anchovies right. and each one of them is is our lonely rich housewives desperate for uh, compassion and right. uh they and they start paying him 200 dollars a pop uh which is good because he's trying to raise money to go back to college so he can get do the other with his girlfriend that's right his main intention is to get back with his girlfriend now, now we, we now we we have we have explained Way too much, because <laughs> this is all happening in the background during your typical '80s teen comedy. Uh, and when I say '80s teen comedy, we're not talking as it's, it's not as uh, it's a PG-13 teen com sex comedy. It, it's not like Porky's yeah, it's or yeah, it, it's 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 meant for little kids to enjoy it too. So sex is kind of alluded to, but not really talked about. You know, again, like banging is the worst. Porking, I think. Out of all the of these, uh, out of all of these women, I think they really only s allude to him having sex with two of them, which yeah, I believe is the Asian woman and the original uh -huh. woman that that owned the store that spurred the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, we can assume that he might be doing more, but uh, the point is, he doesn't sleep with all of them. He just gives them affection, uh, right. care. Which, no matter um, what, it always leads me to when he's trying to win her back. It's like, but you're banging all these other women <laughs> so but now no. he, but now he understands how to how to please a woman and now he know understands what women want and he knows how to appreciate women so he has learned he oh. has learned this if only every young man had the opportunity to to uh bed a lot of lonely housewives the whole the world would be a better place that's what the point of the film is right <laughs> no i missed uh, that no that's yeah, not it no i'm sorry no i i think you're right okay be a better place for at least the guy. <laughs> now, hey, hey I, listen. If my, they uh, want it, they want it. What are you going to do? Got my book of notes here. Mm. Uh, now, I made some basic <sighs> notes just about the fact that it's an '80s film. Yeah. Uh, yes. 1989. 
Right, and, and it's it's but it's it's a solid eighties film. It, it's eighty nine, but it doesn't feel like a nineties. Oh, solid it, has, it hasn't crossed. It, we've had that discussion. It has not crossed yeah. into the nineties. This is like this. It, it's this is firmly planted in mannequin territory. No, no fears of uh, jumping the decade on this mannequin. That you gotta admit, that's a solid eighties film, mannequin. Oh yeah, I like mannequin. So, opening we have the animated uh, title sequence. Sure, like stolen, is, right? Right out of Better Off Dead, right out of One Crazy Summer. Well, they were, yeah, well, they were all doing it too. It was, it was like that was like the '80s way of saying, "Hey, here's a here's a teen sex comedy geared towards the mental age of 12. Please enjoy." <laughs> you know, that's kind of how they're going about it. Right off the bat, it's like, "Oh, okay." And 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 the animation was like a car trying to mount another car. It wasn't too subtle, but uh, it was weird. Mm-hmm. The film doesn't have anything to do with cars either, so that kind of didn't work too much. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. and and I also had to know uh, one of the co- one of the plot complications is since he's afraid of telling his father that he has a girlfriend, when he picks him up at college, he grabs his girlfriend's suitcase, and then later finds underwear on it, and then other little mis- fortunate misunderstandings leads um, Ginty. Who am I? Am I correct? And th- tell me if I'm right here, Robert Ginty. Was he lowering his voice purposely in the film, or is that his natural voice? Because he always sounded like he was trying to go an octave lower. Um, now, he, now, son, now, son, come here. We have to have a talk here. Like, that can't be natural. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I did notice that, too. Uh, I just think he was trying to separate himself from some other stuff he's done. I, maybe, because I, I know he has a very kind of like, uh, voice. Uh, how are you doing? So I guess trying to lose that, he had to speak, enunciate a bit more, son. Here, catch the ball. Uh, well, yeah. But son, but, but but dear, he's a fruit. Our son's a fruit. A Honey, fruit, don't you understand? Our son's a fruit. Where's my flamethrower? <laughs> oh, I swear, nice during that scene where he's telling me he's not sending him back, no more free rides, I'm like, he's going to grab a flamethrower. I know it. That's well, happening. This would be exterminator. This would be exterminator two then, because uh, exterminator two has a bit more common with California. Yes, he a does. little bit more. And that, what's yeah, with, a, this is two movies in a row where the car, yeah. the pizza car, is fucking something else. <laughs> this one has a giant sombrero on it. The one from uh, uh, the Last American Virgin had like a Mexican guy on the top or some shit. It's like it's got to be a California thing. It's got to be a California thing. They, they like rubbing it in the nose of all the migrant workers. Ha, ah, see, we, we totally disrespect your heritage in every possible form. Watch my sombrero. Well, there's that yeah, one that's... scene where it's like I'm making $4.80 an hour. People that, that swim across the border make more than that. He goes, yeah, but we pay him five ten because he's got more experience as he drops you know, shit in the background. <laughs> now, and I looked it up. What was the minimum wage in 1989? Um... National, not, not national. I didn't yeah, look national up California average. specifically. Okay. Yeah, well, not national. The national minimum. Some states put it higher. But what, what was? Take a guess. What was the minimum wage in 1998? Well, considering that this or 1989, was sorry, probably made in 1988. Don't care. What was the? What was the? It, it was the same in 88 too. Go ahead. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, I, I, w- I would have to imagine it's somewhere close. Maybe 550. Three three thirty five was minimum wage. In, wow, so he was he was he wasn't doing bad for a minimum wage job. He wasn't at the bottom. <laughs> and he, he, he mentioned when he's calling him a fruit, and then didn't uh, Tayback it later on? Say like, he's a homo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they they go to beat him up, and he gets in front of the guy, and he actually does the thing with his wrist. He's a homo. <laughs> he's the roper. <laughs> the roper. <laughs> He's a homo. <laughs> I, I, I feel like huge. I feel like huge portions of this film could have been an episode of Three's Company if done he's properly. Like, he's like, oh, you're Bodax kid. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm Bodax kid. Yeah, he's a homo. <laughs> and what you a know, last name to give the main character a Bodak? Yeah, it it's, it's, it sounds like something like something they're trying to find in a sci-fi film. We must retrieve the Bodak. It just it's. <laughs> 
I'm uh, sure it's a real name, and I'm sure it has that heritage to it. But it just doesn't set for like a. It just it's an odd name to choose for lead characters. Yeah. Well, what's it, what's funny since we were talking about uh, Vic Tabak, you know, and how he's just saying homo and and all that. He's like that the whole movie. You know, he's saying mm-hmm. things like like Oriental instead of Asian. <laughs> it's like you got to get yourself an Oriental. <laughs> it's like wait a minute, what? It's like you know what. <laughs> My father still says that. My mother said that. The guy that I work with said that. And you know what they all have in common? They were all over what? the age of 60. That's what. <laughs> well, they didn't know better back then. That's uh-huh. why. Yeah, but they, they should know better now. <laughs> but That's they true. Still, That's they true. Still, still say it. I love the or whole bar Oriental. scene. It's like... I love the bar scene where Tabak's like, yeah, you know, this guy in New York, he, he missed his bus and the wife threw herself in front of the bus so he could get out of time. That's that's what we need around here. <laughs> Kinty's like, it's like, what well, what happened the to the wife? Bus? What happened to the wife? You're never going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, might, you might be right. Oh, <laughs> uh, and... Uh, he's he's like they paid him out this kind of scummy guy. So he's got these cheap little uh, robot toys that he got from in, in uh, from the Orientals, right? For like five bucks a pop, and he's he's selling them as alarms, home alarms. Oh yeah. And I gotta I gotta tell you, they're like that's my favorite part of the film. One of my favorite parts of the film is just when the alarm's going off in his house. It's a whole there's an intruder, intruder, intruder. That's horrible. No. Oh. Well, it gets worse because it's like intruder, intruder, bad boy, very bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost I lost it when, when I <laughs> no I it's it, you know what it, it's I'm prepared for stupid humor and I'm like okay you know there's a lot of stuff that was like okay yeah 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 I, I did laugh out loud when he goes even though it's like a setup and even though it's like obvious when he goes into the guy when he's hiding from Tayback when he comes home while he's sleeping with his wife and he right. goes into the closet to hide and there's like eighty of them and they all start going off at once bad boy bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Racially insensitive, yes. Funny, definitely. Oh yeah, every time. And you know what? <laughs> this film really there, there's a there's a lot of like the cultural problems with the '80s is kind of like sewn in this. I mean, at the end, like they do, like they do have the thing where the father makes the breakthrough. They're like, you know what? If you're if you're gay, I'm fine with that, even though he's not. But you know, I mean, I have the note here. It says uh, the eight, ah the '80s when mis, when mis, Ugh. When mistakenly being identified as a fruit was socially awkward and undesirable situation rife with hilarious consequences. I get this Jack Tripper ter- territory, you know, oh, yeah. basic. And and between that and and the the uh, the portrayal of uh, Italians uh, and Mexicans <coughs> and or- and Orientals, it's it's very it's not cruel, but it is. There's that undertone of just yeah, we're we're still pretty much a white society now and. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the only, the only, the only uh, Mexicans we see uh, are is the one guy making a buck, make, making like fifty cents more an hour because he's more experienced, and the gardeners 70? outside Elliot's house. Seventy, sorry. And, no, no, and the I'm, I'm, I'm actually. It's less. It's thirty cents. But anyway, what, sorry. What, I'm sorry. See, I wasn't even doing. If that's important, we can. You want to get you it, wanna recalculate it's, it's, that? It's really not important. <laughs> So there's there's really very little nationality other than white Anglo-Saxon. But then again, it is Beverly Hills, so that's to be expected. Well, except right? for for Tony, you know, he's but, an exchange he, student from Italy, and he's student. working at a pizza parlor. <laughs> for real? <laughs> well, he's Italian. Where else are they gonna put him? What the fuck, man? I mean, seriously. <laughs> and, and wait, and, and and I'm I'm a little confused as to why the pizza place is Mexican. I told you it's got to be a California thing. The, uh, we did Last American Virgin. It was the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> These movies are only what f- uh, five years apart. Now, now what, what's the actor's name that did pl- is that? Uh, that played uh, Tony. Plays Tony. Rob Cal- Camaletti. Uh, I don't think he's been in too much. Uh, he's not. He's been in quite a few. Uh, a few things. He was in a few things. Um, he was in another Christie Alley film, A Madhouse, in 1990. Oh, was he? Yeah, but and that's really. Then he did some TV shows. He really didn't do much besides like Loverboy. He was in Born on Fourth of July and Soap Dish, and after that it was like TV shows. So he didn't do too much. Well, what's funny is he's born in Queens, New York. 
1964. Well, of course he was. But he just, ha- he just has that look, I guess. I, 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 My favorite line of his, besides, I love you. It's when we first meet him. Where is it right here? He's, a, he's American women. They're all so cheap and easy. All they say is, yes, Tony, yes, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you would want him to say no? He goes, I would respect that. <laughs> And that's when he falls for his mother because she tells him no. He goes, right? You're, you're, you're saying no to me? <laughs> and then that, then he decides, like, man, I love this woman. She's playing hard to get. That was, was another time when, uh, when Dempsey starts getting paranoid that the that the, that the husbands are going to be after him, and he, or actually after Tayback, like almost catches him. He asks right. Tony, any of his husbands ever uh, boyfriends ever catch you? He said, Oh yeah, the one he come after me with a butcher knife. <laughs> we fight, we fight, we fight. I bitterly beat him to the ground, and I bite his ear. He never bothered me again. <laughs> great. He bothered me no again, more. <laughs> again, racially insensitive. Yes, or or. Um, not racially, uh, culturally insensitive. Culturally, sure. Because it happened in, uh, if I remember correctly, Genoa, Italy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, exactly. So, but but funny, definitely. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, we fight. I bite his ear off. <laughs> he said everything, but he's like spit it back at him. You know, in some ways, I wish they got rid of his his friend, like the, the dumb friend of his in the pizza shop, and just made it oh, Tony. Yeah. And like had Tony, because Tony was so much more of a personality. The other kids are like, oh yeah, here's his dumb friend. Uh, which, by the way, the saddest part of this whole film is the fact that his friend was constantly using a calculator to figure out multiples of two hundred. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, he had ten of them. Yeah. And he's doing the books at the pizza shop. Yeah. Yeah, I do the books. No one's going to know. Yeah, except anyone oh. that's fucking looking at the bills. Yeah. Oh, dear sweet Jesus, he's doing the books. <laughs> no one's going and to you know, know. And I and I can tell I'm getting older because those are the things that get me. I was like, wait, he's this guy's doing the books? And then like the, the, the minimum wage, I'm like, what was the minimum wage back then? I wonder if that was a fair wage. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I will say one thing for Dempsey. He he has good physical humor. He he's always good physical, physically. Oh yeah, definitely. I I, I I think I was reading this bio that he like at a younger age when he was in the entertain he was looking to become an entertainer. He he practiced juggling and stuff like that. So he definitely has control over his body. Uh, and some of those stunt scenes he was doing were kind of you know it was like uh, when Christy Alley's uh, dancing with him the first time and she's throwing him around the room. I I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. What was his oh. friend's name? I'm trying to see if he's done anything since. Uh, oh, uh, I have no idea. Probably Sal or Henry. Who was Sal? It was Sal it was, was Sal. The... It was Sal. Okay. Bernie Coulson. All right, Bernie. Oh, still working. Mm-hmm. He's still working. Wow. Good now, for him. Now the one, <laughs> the, the one name the, there, uh, I, I recognized her the minute I saw her, but I could I couldn't really place it until I looked her up. The the girl that plays the uh, Patrick uh, Ginty's uh, secretary, who due, due to a hilarious circumstance, his wife thinks he's having an affair with her. Um, right, I know who you're talking uh, about Elizabeth Daly, and like she she was in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. She was in Pee-wee's she was Big Adventure. She was in Dutch. She was one she, of the now, hookers in but, Dutch. Right, but you remember what I what I remember her with the first thing that I remember her from, and I was correct. She's the person singing in Better Off Dead during the prom. That's right. That's right. She's singing Better Off Dead, and she's credited as herself. I had to look it up to make sure I wasn't yeah. imagining that. I said, no, that's her. And <laughs> I like you, she, Dottie. Like, I, like. And, <laughs> The, the one thing I find interesting about her is that she did all those films in the 80s, and then um, right into the 90s, she got really big in the voice acting. Oh, yeah, she's been in a ton of shit. Lots. Oh, just, just most of her re- resume is voice acting. And if you, but and I, I'm not trying to be mean, but if you look at her now, ma- major work done. Oh, tons. You, you, you can just tell she hit that point, and, that, and she, she fell into that whole 
actress thing, and now like the lips look like they're just like fake and uh, like they look like they were cra- they're cracking bones in her face and shit. It's like yeah, <laughs> that, that's not the same person anymore. It really is. It's she, a damn she, shame. She, she doesn't she doesn't look anything like she did at all. Not not at all. And uh, and how old is she? She's fifty four. She's only fifty four. I think. So yeah, it's. It's just, it's you know, that's the culture and the fear of aging. And also, if you're in the industry, I guess it's really kind of important that you, you look younger than you are. Because, again, because the in- industry and America as a whole is bas- basically sexist. Uh, that is the point. Well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but a lot of people in this film to recognize, and, you know, and, including Patrick Dempsey, who, who, honestly, I don't think Patrick Dempsey looks like himself now. He, he hit this, he, like, at one point, he just jumped and became somebody else. For the longest, like, and he was, you know, and he was playing the, the kid, teen, for the longest time. That and then just like just around uh, McDreamy time, he just all of a sudden is like, oh, I don't even know who that is. Different guy. Yeah. He just, it's really, but I, I think that happens sometimes when you have these these child or teen, you know, young young adult actors who really you're saturated with them all through that time, so that kind of image is burned in your face, head, that sure. you, you don't see you know, the evolution of. You know who else? For me, is exactly like that. Who? John Cusack. Really? I disagree. I think he looks just like he did as a kid. No. But, no. But you know what? But John Cusack's been. But it doesn't work for me. But but for me, John Cusack has been in films my entire life, and I've seen him go forward. Uh, I'll I'll give you another example. of What I'm talking about. Um, uh, what's his name from? Weird Science. Oh, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, he looks like a different person now. 100% different. But again, that's because... Did you notice him in uh, Foxcatcher? I don't recall. Exactly. Exactly. Because because when he comes on the screen, I'm like, that's Anthony Michael Hall. And holy shit, that's a different person. in, in my mind, and I don't know if this is true for his career, but for me, his comeback was the Dead Zone TV show. Yeah, and that was, if it was. I, and if I hadn't been told that was Anthony Michael Hall, I would not have known. I would just be like, oh, I like this guy. Who is it? I, Did you know he was in uh, The Dark Knight Rises? That I recognized him because that was after. Okay, I was going to say so exactly again. But yeah, he was a, even uh, then, a news, newscaster, I believe. But even though I know it's him, I, I remember seeing that. And I'm like, I think that's him, but... I would have to check because it's just it's still my brain is stuck on that weird science that teen year up until Johnny B. Good and then that's it that's like a bubble even so, Johnny I, B. Good he started to look different you, he, it, you know it right. you know it's him that's what it's career dived yeah it's well, that's like when the oh, dived. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah 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 like Out of Bounds in my opinion is probably the last movie he did where he looks just like he used to and then he did that's Johnny B. Good and it's like all right, it's still him. I know it's still him, but it it's kind of a different guy right now. And then when, when he did Edward Scissorhands, it was all over. It was like, yep, that's a different person. I think with Dempsey, it's right around Outbreak. He was the guy that <laughs> caught the monkey. He looks oh, just like he looks just like he in, in Outbreak. It's like the beginning of the movie. It's the same person, except he didn't have the dyed hair. <laughs> It's but, him, but just a little scruffier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's like the same but then, guy, but without the dyed hair. But then, like, and then he did a bunch of TV stuff, and you jump five years, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, who's that? It's it's just he's in that I, bubble. I, I don't, again, I don't, I also, don't agree with that. I, I think he looks pretty much the same. I I couldn't pick him out of a lineup as the same guy. I I think there's a lot. It's just me though. I, again, like I said, I saw him in this bubble, this time period, and then I saw, and I didn't even watch shit like Will and Grace or. Uh, or um, whatever the fuck doctor showed you. It was uh, Grey's Anatomy. Chicago Hope. Grey's Anatomy. What? Grey's Anatomy. Shit. It, whatever. Listen, um, I'm not defending Grey's Anatomy. Stuff. I hate that garbage, but that's the right title. So, no, I, I know. But, but it's like, so like, I had that, you know, I've got that Patrick Dempsey in my head. And then like years later, I'm watching, uh, I'm watching Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon. I'm like, I recognize Dark that guy. Dark Side of he the Moon. <laughs> it's Dark of the Moon. That, same thing. Whatever. Stop. Don't pick on me. It's kind of not. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah. Uh, believe so me, I would love to call of... it Dark Side of the Moon too, but I know it's wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> you got lots of recognizable 
uh, I think with a lot of 80s films, comedies, it's or just a lot of 80s films, everybody's recognizable. Because <clears throat> everybody sure. did so much shit. And every, very incestual. It's like that whole thing where like half the cast of Die Hard is in every action film. Like, there's yeah. the reporter. You know, <laughs> it's just, it just goes down the line. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, I so... Mean, Apart yeah. from that, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, do you have anything else specific to add about the film? I mean, there's a lot of everything else is just ah, you know, romantic comedy, running from the people, running, you know, from the 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 husbands, misunderstanding, 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 resolution. All of a sudden, girlfriend isn't bad, isn't that uh, upset about him whoring around because at least now he can dance. Well, here's the, well, th that's the thing. <laughs> the, the the problem I had, and it's a comedy, so it's not a real problem that I had. Uh, but it's like she's emotional because she finds out about him doing this and that he didn't sleep with everyone. But she, she knows that he did. You know, there's just because he said, I didn't sleep with all of them. It's like, Ooh, OK, so you did sleep with them. She didn't have to say that, but she knew it. Um, right. But the thing of it is. She basically says, I don't know if I can deal with this. Take me back to the bus stop. And he agrees. He says, OK. I'll do that, you know. So basically, in his head, she's upset, she's emotional. He'll take her back to the bus stop, and when he gets back to school, he'll keep talking, you know, contacting her, and he'll just keep trying to get back with her. That's kind of like his plan. Uh, you can just tell that. He d doesn't say it. But her whole thing is she wants to go back, and she's pretty much done because she can't handle the fact of what he did. But like you said, uh, he can dance. By the end of the movie... It's like she completely forgot all about it. And during like the end credits and everything, like they're dancing and he's like passionately kissing her and it's just like, "Wait a minute. Well, you forgot again, already?" Again, the, like the your character arc, they set up the beginning where they break up and she says, "You don't you're afraid of me. You won't stand up for me. You won't stand up for yourself uh, and you hide me from your parents." So at the end during the whole uh, 20th anniversary brouhaha, uh, he stands up for himself. He stands up for her. He uh, he t introduces her to his parents, right. and he dances with her. And so all, that whole, the fact that he jumps that character arc means it's okay that he also jumped a bunch of women in, in the middle. Apparently, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I well, I I don't think that would fly, no matter what. <laughs> well, it's it's definitely not a complicated ending. Uh, and uh, you know, again, eighties films. Every other '80s comedy has to do with prostitution in some form. Uh, I also, I also like that that that, that Ginty moment where he's uh, calling his wife from uh, from the um, from the site at night, and there's like the prostitutes talking. He's like, "Who's that?" That's just a couple of hookers. <laughs> Doesn't I, I? I don't know. I just like I just like the delivery on that. The, oh, the one other line I love is when um, it's uh, the three the the three husbands track right. down. Dempsey, right? They're trying. Well, yeah, they they track him down. When you track him down, and they're like, well, oh, what happens is the the, the 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 older guy tracks down the doctor, and then he finds out that he's also been getting roses. So then they track down the other guy that they think, and then it's the big muscle guy, and then the three of them, because there's more women than just these three, but they did this whole fucking Three Stooges thing with them. <laughs> basically right. <laughs> so they then start to search for who they think is patrick dempsey and, and of course the three husbands are the different types of there's like just um ignorant neglect then there's cheating on and then there's just you know asshole abusing abusive husband and so it gives the different angles of how you could drive your woman to sleep with a pizza guy but when they when they check track down dempsey and they let him go because they think he's a homo and then they decide it's the uh, the asshole friend from college, the guy, uh, who, the universal sign for douchebag. He's got the sweater tied over his shoulders at every opportunity. Yep, and that's uh, and, what's and, his face? That, that actor. He was in like Nip Tuck, and he was in the new Stepfather I didn't recognize him. remake. He was, oh, the, was he? he was in a Stepfather remake. Yeah, I, I did not recognize him. But yeah, he's hmm. been working a. You know, he actually went on to have a successful career. But when, when, when they capture him and they uh, throw him in the trunk of the car to take him to see uh, Tayback's wife, uh, the one actor, uh, Robert Picardo, yeah. 
he's uh well he was in one of the twi uh the Star Trek shows, wasn't he? Yes. He was in like Voyager or something. Yeah. Um he was a hologram or something or something or a robot or something like that nature, I think. I don't know. Something weird like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But when they're putting him in the trunk, there's just that one part where he pushes him, he says, Your luggage. Huh? You hear? Luggage. <laughs> he shuts the trunk. I don't know why. Why does it was, it was a, your luggage, pal? Luggage. <laughs> Slam. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just, I found that hilarious. It's just well, like when they're beating him up and he's just standing over him, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he like, you know, throws something at him. It's like he's not yeah. really beating him up. He's just like the guy that watches. <laughs> that, 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 that's what he did. He, he dropped the potted tree on his face. That, that's right. Yeah, ha, ah, take that. Yeah, yeah luggage, uh. pal. Luggage. I, just, I don't know. I just, for some reason, it was just the weirdest thing to say to him when he put him in the trunk. It's like a, it's like a threat. <laughs> He's like he's not threatening him. He's gonna demean him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna overpack you and take you to the airport. Your luggage. Slam. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I maybe I'm in loopy. I don't know. Interesting uh side note yeah. on the movie. I was doing my research, I do random searches and stuff. Loverboy is actually mentioned in a book on screenwriting. Really? There's a, it's a, the book is called Functions of Dialogue Underscoring an American Feature Film, and it is mentioned in one of the chapters on dialogue that's used to underscore uh, plot points and to carry things on, and how dialogue is combined with action to drive the plot. And there's a, 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 a half a page in which the scene at the clothing store is described when he goes in the hits on the girl, and then it, it, she knocks him down, and she ends up talking to the other one. And again, it's just about dialogue. Probably the only time this film has ever been cited as a source for learning dialogue. <laughs> and nowhere, nowhere in that half page did it mention uh, your luggage, pal. Luggage. Yeah, right. And I don't know about I you, but the whole ten-minute like uh, montage where he's dancing, where they're playing the old-time music, and he's getting dressed up, and he's dancing with all these uh, women. It's it's like. That's, in my opinion, that's like the most boring part of the entire film. Because overall, I enjoyed the movie. The 80s montage, yeah. But I, I could completely have done without that. I love you. I love and you. On the, and he's on the scooter, too. When, they, <laughs> when he came back, from, when they got him here from Italy, the first thing he had to do was buy a scooter. He, or he may have brought that with him. I was going to say, he, he probably <laughs> brought it with him. <laughs> you see him on the boat. I'm going to America. Oh no! Ah, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, he went there. The <laughs> son of a bitch went there. <laughs> Go to America! Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what happens when you let an Irish person direct a film with an Italian person in it. An Irish woman. <sighs> what, James Cameron? On a different film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and this film was was uh, directed uh, by a woman, and co and written for mostly uh, two out of the three screenwriters were women. Really? Yeah, which, which wow. would, would would explain why it's very sensitive to the feminine needs of the female characters. Yeah. 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 Uh. I think he should have slept with his mother. I think that would have been an interesting pot, plot twist. Yeah, right? <laughs> What's funny about Although that he, is he accuses his friend of setting that up. He's accusing him of being a sick bastard and all that stuff. Yeah, and they, that don't was... go any, they don't go anywhere with it. Because he finds yeah, that, out that, that Jenny's back and then it's just kind of dropped. Yeah, but that was weird too. Because like, how, how was he supposed to know who was ordering the pizza? I don't know how he could blame his friend for that. That seemed like a bit of a stretch for me. I was confused. Well, well I was like, yeah. I understand the comic part of it, but then the rational part of me was like, but it's not his fault. He just took the order. He doesn't yeah, recognize his mother's And, and how come up? nobody at any time just says, you know, son, are you gay? Or it's okay if you are. The movie no, would have no. been over in 15 minutes, but... No, this was the 80s. That doesn't happen. And I think that that was like probably the most accurate part of this whole film. Except for the part <laughs> that maybe there probably was a whole uh, gigolo chain involving pizzas. Because it seems to be happening so much in the films. It's got to be real. 
Uh, but yeah. no, the 80s Reagan, the whole thing where the you know, no, 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 no. That, that, sure, I, with the I, AIDS, I believe that AIDS epidemic and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, not not mentioning it. You know, the whole yeah. I mean, it, it, that was uh, homosexuality was still kind of um, it was acknowledged, but not in a positive way, and it was still a big deal. I mean, there there, there were countless films in the 80s just about gay teenagers and gay adults and. You know, no, I, I totally buy that. The whole idea of no one wants to confront him with it—it's you know the elephant in the room, whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I thought it, I thought it was uh, funny too that the the, the wife, when uh, she calls the office and the secretary picks up and she from that point on believes he's having an affair. Nobody just talks to each other. Says, "Did you have an affair?" <laughs> they just avoid it. <laughs> dude, dude, you're married, right? Sure. Yeah, you know you know how that works. People don't talk. Actually, no, actually, uh, no, we, we get our shit out as quickly as possible because you know what? I got shit to do. All right. I, I don't let that shit drag out for, you know, two days, three days, a week. I, I just, I don't, I don't have the patience. Well, that's the problem I don't, I don't, cut. I don't have the, the patience or energy for it. There, the, there lies the problem with this country that two thirds of married couples are not like you, sir. My hat's off to you. No, if I have a problem, it's 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 out. It's like, listen, we and, gotta talk. And the mother, by the way, uh, um, she Kate did uh, she did soap stuff, right? She was like on uh, like daytime well, soaps or like nighttime soaps. Big, one of her big calls to fame is Charlie's Angels. That's right. But but personally, I recognized her from Scare, Scarecrow, and Mrs. King, Mr. King, Mrs. King, uh, which was on when i was a kid and so for some reason that's the thing i recognize her from i didn't watch charlie's angels why i don't think i watched scarecrow mrs king either but i think i saw that more than i did charlie's angels yeah i don't know why i was thinking something else for her but yeah now that you say that it's like yeah i don't know how i would have thought of her and anything else but charlie's angels and scarecrow mrs king oh yeah exactly what's your problem man uh, i don't know i don't know hmm. but uh Again, tons and tons of faces in this film, and we probably talked about this film more than we planned on, uh, yeah. being a cheesy little '80s com sex comedy. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that is true. All right, so let's go ahead and rate this thing. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Let me get to that. Uh, Lover boy, <clears throat> losing my voice uh, on IMDb. It's currently a five point nine. I think that's. Uh, I think six would be. I think I'd be okay with a six. Uh, I, I think it deserves a five. I'll go ahead and give it a six, though, for its positive portrayals of Italian Americans. Six it is. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> now, uh. it's it's 5.9 at five, with 5,001 users voting. I think we're number one. Um, cool. Highest demographic is obviously six, 25.9. Not obviously, it could be a horseshoe. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, again. Highest demographic, females under 18, nine. What? But there are only two females under 18 that have seen this movie. So, oh, okay. <laughs> and rated it. And they, they, get, and they both 18, love Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, there you go. Yeah, But under 18, there's literally there's 10 people that voted for this under 18. The, mass, the, the vast majority of viewers otherwise are not. What well, 18-year-old is watch, watching this film? Where do they find it? How do they get to it? They're not watching this. Right. Uh, other than that, across the board, uh, it's a solid all the six. other ages, yeah, all the other ages is like six point one, five point nine. Not much of a uh, variation there. And uh, IMDb, uh, no IMDb staff rated this film. Cowards! Really? Wow! Cowards! They just might lowest they demographic. Just uh, they just don't like anchovies. I, I guess uh, lowest demographic it would be uh, males. 45 and over. 5.6. <laughs> okay. Highest. Highest two, two teenage girls. Two teenage girls. Yep. Just they, they rated it nine. McDreamy. And that's the average of nine, so technically one of the teenage girls could have rated it a 10 and the other one an 8. That's possible. That I got a feeling true. that the two, the two females under the age of 18 that rated this film... I would. I'm. I'm saying there's a fifty percent chance they know each other. <laughs> uh, that's possibly true. I just 
saw it the same night. I don't know. It just it seems like if there's only two, and if and if not, they really should talk. They really should. I think there's a lot of discussion there, on you know about that nine. But that's me. Hey. Now I I do want to say one more thing. Uh-huh. I want to talk a little bit about Patrick Dempsey, just briefly, just briefly. Sure. Because here's my question to you, sir: How many Patrick Dempsey films are currently on on your uh, system, in your system, in your collection? My collection. How many Patrick? How many Patrick Dempsey films, sir, do you own? Let me. Because look. I looked up how many I own, just out of curiosity. Let's see. Patrick. Is it D-E-M-P-S-E-Y? I believe so. Okay. Patrick Dempsey. Ooh, this is taking us... I have no matches found. <laughs> so... I have five... You know, not even Loverboy? Uh, well, actually, I haven't put it on the server yet. So it okay. will say one movie. And then I started thinking, well, you know what? I really liked Can't Buy Me Love back in the day. Uh, which came out before this film. I liked that movie. Uh, so probably by the end of the week, I'll have at least three, because then it's like, shit, I don't have Outbreak, and my wife likes that movie, even though it's a cameo. Now, uh, I, I, I did go ahead and find a copy of uh, Some Girls, only because I'd never heard of it, and when I read the re- the description and some of the reviews, it sounded interesting, so I'm grabbing that. Yeah. Otherwise, I have and five, including Lo- including Loverboy. I have five Patrick Dempsey films on my uh, in, in my collection. Which ones are they? Obviously, Loverboy. Lover Some right, girls. Four more. No, I just said I'm getting it. I don't have it. Okay. Do you have Outbreak then? No. Or does he? He doesn't show up in that. Okay. Uh, right. Can't buy me love. No. No. I don't think you're gonna guess any of them. No, um, I'm I'm lost. Well, I've got Transformers Dark Dark of the Moon, Dark of the Moon. Uh, it's Rift Tracks, but I've got that. Well, wait a minute, I have, I have that. S- How come it didn't show really? up? Really? I don't know. Maybe you did it wrong. <laughs> it's it's possible. Scream Three, I have that. Apparently, you, you know, I, I I I haven't watched Dark of the Moon. That's probably why I didn't realize he was okay. in there. Uh, yeah, he he plays the he plays the uh, the rich bastard that uh, um, sells out humanity, of course. And I, uh, I've got this little one called Flypaper. I, he, I guess he's like a safe cracker or something. Now mm-hmm. the last one I have, he played the, like the same type of character, like the uh, with with minor exceptions for dramatic roles. But he really played these like like the the goofy kind of young innocent love interest, right? Right. The, the film, just like Johnny B. Good was uh anthony michael hall's like breakout film to like try to do something a bit more uh macho patrick dempsey had the same thing in the film run do you remember run you know what i want to say that i do let me look at let me look at the let me look at the movie poster basic premise is he's at a, he's um he's just a gambling gambler at a, like a dog race or whatever gets in a fight with a guy and accidentally kills him turns out to be the son of a mobster of a local mobster and the mobster puts a hit out on him and he spends the I whole do, movie running I do rem- for his life i do remember that movie yeah i do remember uh-huh. this movie i remembered really liking remember- that movie me too and i and i i, I have it and i haven't watched it since it came out back in 91 so uh, but that that was, if you like look at his films, that's where he said, okay, now I'm going to start doing action stuff. And then after that, it was like, okay, I'll, maybe I'll just do TV for a while. <laughs> it didn't. I don't. I don't think it did well. But it was that's definitely right. on cable after that. Kelly, Kelly Preston was in that. I I absolutely remember that movie. Shit, now I have to get it. It's out there. Is it? But a, that's all. It? I wanted. I wanted to bring that up. I thought it was interesting of how many Patrick Dempsey films I did have. And uh, I, I just that the r- movie Run because it, it's it's always a, it's a simple premise that comes out every couple of years, uh, and there's even a movie c- that came out recently called like Run All Night, but that's with um what's his name? Uh, Everybody Must Die. Everybody, Liam Neeson. Oh, oh, 
run all night. Mister, Mister, I'm gonna hunt down and kill everybody. 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 But yeah, well, I'll have to revisit Run in the near future. Now, your challenge isn't a Patrick Dempsey film, I'm assuming. It is not. Okay, what are we looking at? Okay, so I'll go, I'll just mention a couple of things that I could have challenged you to. And, um. Okay. Obviously, I could have challenged you to the uh, Stepfather remake. And then we could have did the original with the remake. But I was thinking. Well, I never saw the remake either, but I love I I love the original so much that I I I was thinking it could have made for a good review, but I just have a feeling that it just I just got this gut feeling that it wouldn't have, just because we like the original so much, and that the, uh-huh. the yeah I I don't know I I just wasn't feeling okay. it. All right. All right. But if you wanted to do it, we could do it. No, um, no, no, keep going. So then, then I was thinking. Uh, what's her face? The 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 um, uh, Daly, the girl, the secretary mm-hmm. girl. I was thinking we could uh, we could review Dutch because it's getting close to Thanksgiving. But then I was like, it's not that close to Thanksgiving. Did didn't we talk about Dutch when we talked? I remember us discussing Dutch. We did date. I remember us talking about Dutch. Well, we didn't review it, but but we've talked about it. No, I I think we did Thanksgiving films, and that was one of them. So it wasn't an official review, but we kind of covered it. I think. Oh, okay. I think a little bit. Yeah, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, so I was thinking of that, Uh, and then obviously I was thinking with uh, with Jinty. I was taking a look at like what else could we review that had Jinty in it, and I was like, ah, there's really nothing. So (coughs) the only thing that I kept thinking of. Whenever Vic was on the screen was Robert Loja, okay. Mm-hmm. Any any time, Robert Loja. I just the whole time. So I said, "Well, what could I review?" And and then the first thing. So the connection is Robert Loja because that's all I kept thinking of <laughs> was Robert Loja movies. And there's one movie that he did where he's. In the Mafia, so it ties in the Italian thing, and it ties in Robert Loja, and uh-huh. it's called Innocent Blood. It's a it's uh, directed by uh, what's his face, the guy that killed the other Vic, uh, John. Oh, what's his name? He did American Werewolf in London, Trading Places. That guy. Um, he did a movie called Innocent Blood. With the chick from La Femme Nikita. And Robert Loge okay. is the head of, head of the mafia. And she's a vampire. And it's like a horror... Not comedy, but it has some humor in it. Does, it, does he end up being like a gangster vampire? Yep. He sure I, does. I don't, know, I don't know if I've seen it, but I definitely remember Logia as a gangster vampire at least like like with the teeth in so i might have seen a bit of piece a piece of it like at some point on cable or something but i definitely haven't like seen the film enough where i could say i know the movie there's a uh, scene in the movie and i'll just give you this one little tidbit where he's already been changed over and he's total like vampire doesn't know what the fuck's going on cuz he's changed he and he's back at his house and he's like eating raw hamburger meat and licking it like a lollipop, going like in his Robert Loja way, like that. <laughs> and it's just it's fucking hilarious. It's not supposed to be hilarious, but I find it hilarious. And then he sees something out the window, jumps on the on the counter, and like punches through the fucking window and runs out into the night. <laughs> and they're all like in the kitchen, all these mobsters, and like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Interesting, yeah. It's, uh, so that's that's your challenge, innocent blood. And 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 now I have a new sentence in in my uh, in my uh, in my uh, book that you just said, uh, licking that? a lollipop in that Robert Loja way. <laughs> that's not what I said, but close enough. It's, I'm par- I, that, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but it's kind of what you said. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of what I said. Well, we can play back later. I don't care. <laughs> what it's, I, you well, know, as a John Landis film, I, I, I do. John, I do Landis, John Landis. That's films. that's it. You yeah. don't. 
I do. You... I said, oh, okay. John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, after he killed people, I'm surprised he's still he's still working. He only made hey. he only made uh, uh, his next movie after Twilight Zone was only a year or two later. I'm assuming that the death of Vic Morrow and those two kids were in litigation for a couple of years. That's why he didn't work. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeesh. Creepy. Creepy. You ever see that footage slowed down? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I had it. I I mean, you, you actually don't see anyone get chopped up except for one frame. There's one frame... Where they're just they're mm-hmm. standing there and then they're not standing there. That's how fucked frame, up that is. There's if you when you free, if you freeze frame it, there's a there's a little object that could very well be Vic Morrow's head. Yep. But it's not. Yeah, it, it's not. Could be one of the kids. Clear, yeah, that, or one of the kids. Yeah, yeah. But it's bigger, so I think it might have been Vic's. Um, yeah, I, I used to have that on a videotape that also had um, the uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, but Dwyer. Uh, but but our Dwyer. Yeah. Stand back, stand back. This is dangerous stuff. <laughs> Boing. It actually just sounded like a like a pop gun, like a spring went off. Boing. I don't think it sounded boing though. I, I don't think boing was the worst the noise. Sure. I would have to argue. Should have had one of those like Batman where it had all the spikes around the letter. Boing. <laughs> yeah. And it shoots through his head. Yeah, it makes that sense. A, that was a lot of blood coming through his nose. Whole so, lot of blood. uh Innocent Blood. Innocent Blood. That's your challenge. Okay. Uh, nice, light vampire film. A lot of gangster gangster vampire. A lot of different... Uh, yeah, with, ha- with Halloween challenges. coming up, uh, I figured why not. I, you know what? It, it's a good segue into Halloween, and I think we can definitely keep the Halloween theme going through the next three or four episodes. I Easy. think so. That'd be great. I'd love that. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. No more teen sex comedies. Let's get down and gritty with the horror films. That's right. Yeah. You know the only reason you challenged this with, to me was for the I love you. I love you. I love I told you when I challenged you. I love yeah. you. That's the yeah. only reason I challenged this. <laughs> <sighs> American women. So, what the fuck was it again? American women. They're so cheap and easy. <laughs> yes, Tony. Yes, Tony. They, ne- they never tell me no. You'd want them to tell you no? I'd respect them then. <laughs> oh, I see. But the pizza is all broken. The tip is going to be lousy. <laughs> the more I try to do Italian, the more I, like, I'm segueing it into Bell Lugosi. So I, gotta, I better stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> let's, let's, let's film this fucker. <laughs> let's, no, no, that's not what he says. Let's get this fucker rolling. Ay, ay, ay. Eddie, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've, we've gone way too long. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, all right, so this is episode, what, 184 of Movie Sucktastic. As I, always, I... yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, all right. You can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download every single episode on the site, unlike some other shows that make you pay for them. Um, <laughs> you can uh, you can listen to the show live every Thursday at eight o'clock, or you can listen to the show right from the website. You can go to iTunes dot uh, uh, yeah iTunes.com. You can go to iTunes, and you can download all the shows there as well. If you want to leave us voicemail. The number is 908-514-4470. 908-514-4470. If you want to leave us email, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want to go to our Tumblr page, it's tumblr.buckles.buckles. Holy shit. That's why I know. <laughs> I've had a, a long fucking day at work. Uh, it's Tumblr, uh, moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. <laughs> wow. Uh <laughs> Uh, if you want to go to our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. And if you want, you can download our absolutely 100% free app for your Android phone or tablet. I highly recommend that. Everything I said is on there. And uh, it's updated oh, yeah. whenever uh, 
we update, so it's in tandem. Uh, oh, and oh. as like I always say, the mobile version of our site's coming. Anyway, it's, it's, it's coming. coming. It's, it's going to come. It's going to happen. So that's about it. Do you have any that's words it? of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? I, you know what? I don't... Oh, I thought what? you were going to do the I love you. I love oh. you! Now, now that you said it, I love you, Joey. I love you. I love you, Scott. Joey. All right. What? Well, yes. Yeah, luggage, pal. Luggage. Luggage. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. I love you. <laughs>